Thank you for joining us on the coaching podcast. As part of the Sin Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino Sinesi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Church Planter Coaching Podcast. My name is Dino Sinesi, and I am the director of coaching for the Sin Network. And I have the greatest job in North America, by the way. Uh, I get to go from city to city and meet people like Matthew and Heather Bond, and then we become friends and we talk, and and I get to see their journey, and it's just a just a great joy. Uh, today we're going to talk to Matthew and Heather again. On a previous podcast, we got a little bit more of their coaching story and the story about their family and and uh, those things, and and how they had benefited from from coaching and how they personally benefited, and how Heather saw God work through uh, Matthew's journey as a planter. And uh, and so that was that was some good some good conversation and you could re- reference that if you're coming in on this podcast go back to that one because you'll hear a lot about how a coach helps a planter and understand why we even train and orient coaches to coach a certain way versus uh, something else and so gr- great great conversation I think it's going to be a great podcast uh, but today I want to talk to Matthew and Heather as coaches. Because and so I want to instead of me filling that in, I want to let them fill it in. So, so uh, Matthew, what uh, got you interested in becoming a coach? Well, one of the announcements through our association and through our catalyst was uh, a one-day map on coaching, and I had experienced coaching as as a coach, a sports coach, and and then I've I had heard about businessmen and women having coaches and, and that kind of thing. So really it was just out of a sense of curiosity uh, to say, okay, what's coaching about? How can this help me in, in church planting? So at the, just the formal stages of it, it was just, you know, Hey, I get to hang out with some other church planters and see them come off the Island a little bit and learn about coaching. So that's how it started. Yeah. Very good. Heather, what were you thinking the first time you came into a one day coaching map back in 2014? <laughs> I really had no idea what the uh, true definition of coaching was. Um, like Matthew, uh, I mean, I'd seen Matthew coach sports for years and years. I had heard of life coaches um, in, in the business world and, and other things. And, and I thought, you know, had no idea what the actual definition of, of coaching is about drawing out of. Mm-hmm. And uh, really thought this was going to be a great way to teach people how to do life better. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, so what? What was the biggest surprise? And I'm going to stay with you, Heather. As you as you think about that, what was your biggest surprise, or maybe our our stock question? What was your biggest takeaway from the map? Um, my biggest takeaway was the actual definition of what coaching is um, about drawing out of a person that deep well of what God is pouring into them mm-hmm. and drawing out or helping that person actually draw out of what God is pouring into them to what God wants them to do next and helping them hone in on that, what that is and how to accomplish that and not telling them, but helping them to, to go down the path that God is taking them on. Very good. Matthew, what about you? What was your surprise? What were you expecting when you walked into the map versus what you received? 
Well, I think um, similar to Heather, it's just that the idea about what coaching is, uh, about that relationship. Um, you know, sometimes we can uh, confuse or switch coaching and mentoring and, and discipleship and, and all of those different kinds of things. But really that, that coaching has its own definition. It has its own focus. It has its own uh, separate entity, so to speak, in, in not being mentoring or, or those types of things, but being focused on that person to help them accomplish what God has called them to do, such as church planting and planting a church and reaching out to people with the gospel. And so for a church planter, it could be, you know, that idea of helping them strategically with their planning, with their finances, uh, with their family, the spiritual life. So it really resonated with me, um, especially in, in the idea of being on a, a Vancouver Island and um, thinking about connection with someone, you know, speaking into my life, sharing uh, or their questions and helping me uh, accomplish what God had called me to do. Very good. And as, a, as you were talking, what came to my mind was uh, the book by Jimmy Dodd, Survive or Thrive, Six Relationships That Every Pastor Needs. As, as we begin to separate relationships, and sometimes it's difficult, we may not have the luxury, but, but as we begin to define things more clearly, like what's coaching, what's mentoring, what's, what's teaching or training, and what's advising and what's consulting, we're not trying to muddy the water. Actually, we're trying to clear the water because it, everything gets better when people understand the role. It's, it's like a team. If it's a baseball team, if everybody wants to pitch, it doesn't work out well. And so everybody has a position on the sending well team, and one of those positions is coaching, and a coach focuses on drawing out, giving a planter or a planter's wife space to process, to hear God, and to take action. It is a complement to all those other voices uh, because a lot of things that a planter might be hearing from a trainer, for example, or from a mentor, uh, he's got to get away and begin to process and figure out how he actually implements those things. And so, so that's, that's how coaching fits in. And now, Heather, you walked out of the map with a peer coaching relationship. So that means you were coaching and then you were giving coaching, you were receiving coaching. As you could think back, and that was a little bit ago, but as you could think back, what kind of discoveries did you make when you started coaching? I really, uh, I really enjoyed that, that time, that peer coaching time with, with somebody. It was, you know, with somebody that I knew. Um, going back and forth and just being able to um, to talk um, freely, you know, to be able to to be able to open up as this uh, as my peer asked me questions about different areas of my life and and just some of the things that I needed that that God had been showing me, but maybe you know when when sometimes when God shows us things, especially you know maybe as women, as wives, as moms, as church planter wives. Um, you know, we just kind of want to shove those aside, but coaching helped me kind of bring those and say, you know, God's been talking to me about this and I really need to get this area of my life, um, straightened out or in order. Um, I need to, to work on this. And so one of those things for me, um, was just really prioritizing my time, um, mm -hmm. and, and being able to focus on my spiritual life first um, being able to put in time for rest without guilt, um, time to focus on my family, and then allotting a, a realistic um, amount of time to work, you know, to, to the work of organizing and, 
and helping with the church plant, but, but really prioritizing all of those areas in my life and, and being able to do that without feeling guilty. Matthew, back to you. Uh, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make as a coach. Now you had experienced some coaching and so you knew what it looked like. You had some orientation and training. So you knew what was expected of a coach, but in real time, now you're the coach. What's the biggest adjustment you had to make? Well, really just being prepared, um, you know, and, and getting ready, uh, having a series of questions of, of kind of getting to know that person. And the, <laughs> I guess even the uh, fear of doing it well, uh, but I think part of that is just making sure you're prepared, uh, you're taking good notes in that coaching session, and um, you're really focusing in on those action steps to help that person to the next stop. So I think that real time makes it, you really got to pay attention. You really have to listen. So coaching is not necessarily talking a lot, but asking good question and really listening. So that was, I think that was a major adjustment because so many times, uh, you know, mentored this in a relationship, you're talking, 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 and you're 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 investing in that way. But with coaching, you're asking really good questions, and you're really spending some working hard to listen and to listen well. It really is an adjustment. Uh, uh, I could I could think of the the early days. It seemed very simple to me when I was trained because I had a great coach. And, and I saw what he did, and it seemed simple. And then I was trained, and it, and it seemed simple. But in real time, there's all these ghosts in my yes. life uh, being the answer man since really, I mean, at least I perceived myself as the answer man. Don't talk to all the people I was giving the answers to. But, uh, uh, I, you know, from, from a child, I was, I was the guy who was giving people advice. And suddenly I have to change a default that really was in place for probably 40 years. So, so what we say about coaching, coaching is simple, but it's not always easy. It's, right, it's a, exactly. It's a huge adjustment. Heather, you as a coach, what is the biggest adjustment you had to make? I think the same, same thing as what you said. Uh, I want to give advice. Um, I want to encourage, you know, I want to, I want to speak in to somebody's life and say, you know, the Bible says this and and, you know, you can trust God in this way. And so stopping that, you know, and being willing to just listen and ask the next good question and listen intently and be able to formulate the next good question. Yes, really. We, we crowd out the, the airwaves and in the airwaves is oftentimes the Holy Spirit at work. And uh, again, we don't, we're not intentional about that. It's not like we think we're smarter than the Holy Spirit, but, but there is that sacred space that we can give someone a chance to hear. In fact, Eddie, Eddie Hancock, who means a lot to you, he, you guys, he, uh, he always talks about inclining our ear together to hear the Holy Spirit. I love to hear him do that. Every time he does it in training, I'm like saying, I can't wait to hear him do that because he does it so well. <laughs> and uh, so that's good. Well, give us, a, as, as we wrap up here, Matthew, give us kind of an overview. So, so you're the coaching champion in Vancouver. That means that you are helping encourage the coaches. You're the coach developer, encourager. You help assign coaches. So how is coaching going on the big picture in Vancouver? Well, it's going well right now. Uh, we started out, like like I said, in 2014 and uh, had a lot of training and then hit, honestly, just hit a bump and, and just ha- kind of had a lull. So we're on the upswing right now with coaching. Uh, some of those challenges um, 
multicultural. Um, last time, uh, in the last session that we had, we had uh, 10 different uh, nationalities uh, or 10 different countries represented. And uh, so that, you know, language barrier, sometimes cultural barrier, uh, sometimes. So those are some of the, the challenges. Of course, we have uh, new church planters coming in. And so we want to make sure that they have coaches. And so, you know, getting to know people, uh, training new coaches to, um, to do coaching better. Uh, we always are trying to train and um, help people to ask questions better and better, deeper questions. And so, uh, so it's a really exciting time to see um, how God has brought people to Vancouver, Vancouver Island, and to see how coaching is impacting their lives. Very good. And, and I guess since you've deployed more coaches than ever, is there anything, and, and I, I'm not fishing because I don't know, know what it is, but what, what would you say, what, what kind of overall change has that made or effect? Yeah, I think that's, well, I think one thing on the mission field, whether wherever you are, I think there's a sense of isolation. Uh, I think there's a sense that no one knows what I'm going through. And so you, you become inward focused with that coaching, though you have that connection that I'm not alone. I've got this person that's investing in me, that's taking time out, that's really listening to me and not telling me something like so many other people in our lives. And so, and they're helping me accomplish. Wow. To walk through some steps and to accomplish things is huge, especially when you are trying to reach, when you have nobody come to church or you haven't even started a church. And so you're working on your strategic plan. You're working on your financial plan. You're working on your family plan and, and so on and so on. And so to have that person come alongside you you know, and, and meet with you uh, via some kind of communication, whatever that is, and really invest in you in that way in coaching is, I think, a big plus uh, for people who feel isolated and alone so many times in missions. Good word. And, and again, we thank God for both of you and your leadership and your influence in Vancouver uh, and Vancouver Island and, and, your, and your new church. I'm going to ask you one question, just as kind of a lightning round question. But uh, so I'm a new coach. I'm listening to this podcast and I need some coaches with some experience to give me advice. Uh, how can I get better at this? How can I get better at coaching? And so I'll give you a second just to let the wheels turn. And then I'll, I'll come to you guys and say, give us that advice the new coach needs to get better at coaching. Matthew, I'm going to start with you. All right. Well, first of all, it's just coaching. It's just getting on that bike and riding it and, and dealing with who you are as a person. And it's just um, it's getting out there. You may make mistakes. I've made mistakes in coaching. I've had, I've had a, at least one disastrous time with Eddie on a one-day map in Montana. But uh, – it taught me some things. And so just coaching, coaching makes better coaching. So it's like anything, you just got to get out there and do it. Uh, also having a good coach, because I've learned a lot from, from you when you were coaching me, I've, I've learned a lot from Eddie Hancock in doing that. Of course I read, uh, I check out uh, blog posts. I listen to podcasts on coaching. And so uh, that's a big part of, of doing that. And just knowing that if you're called to be a coach, God will support you there. He will encourage you there. But uh, I think the biggest thing is just coaching and making sure you're always doing that. Good word. Thanks. And Heather, what about you? What advice would you give to a new coach? I would say, um, A, uh, praying. All that Matthew said, but also preparing and, and praying, going into it, um, asking God um, 
to lead you in the way to allow you to hear the things that you need to hear. And also for me, what is very helpful is to have a list of great questions so that in the moment, I'm not having to think of a question uh, that, that goes to the next way, but I've already got a lot of questions, uh, you know, in, in my, in, in my cabinet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, and so I've got things that help me to listen better and to be able to formulate the next question. And that question might not be verbatim off of my page, but at least I've got the ideas in my head that at, so that as I listen, um, the Holy Spirit can lead me um, to the next uh, place, the next good question to help that person go where the Holy Spirit's trying to take them. And I think just also just relax. You don't have to be the answer man. You don't have to have the pressure to fix this person or have the greatest answer in the world. You're just there to walk alongside to re- help them uh, draw out what God has already put in their hearts. And so I think relaxing, um, enjoy it and um, have a good time with it. Yeah, very good. It's back to that sports analogy. Know your role. Know what position you're playing on the team and and, and, exactly. and let, let God use that. You guys have done incredible. I knew you would. Uh, and uh, so I appreciate both of you more than you know. And uh, are you going to Phoenix? Are you guys going to Phoenix in uh, June? We haven't discussed that yet. Well, y'all discuss that after we're done. <laughs> I, <laughs> hope, I hope to get to see you in person real soon. Thank God for both of you. And this is the conclusion of the Church Planner Coaching Podcast. Until the next time, keep coaching. You've been listening to the Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.